if, we, uh, if we've learned nothing else so far tonight, uh, we know who has been coming for the food and who has been coming for the prayer. <clears throat> uh, I'm glad that you are here. Uh, I think that I'm a little loud. And I think that this will be a, an important time for us. Uh, so without further ado, uh, some devotional thoughts on prayer I'd, I'd like to share. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't believe in the power of prayer. That may be an interesting way to start off a prayer gathering, but I don't. I believe in the power of the one to whom we pray. Now, why, why is that distinction necessary? I think it's necessary because many religions teach something on prayer. Muslims are required to pray five times a day. Hindus prayerfully repeat mantras to any one of their millions of so-called gods. Mormons believe that God answers prayer that comes from a sincere heart. Catholics pray to saints. Buddhists see prayer and meditation as the same thing and seek to empty their mind through repetitious mantras. All of these religions and, and many more pray. So what's different about what we do? Prayer is not a matter of sincerity or repetition or one of emptying. Prayer, as we have been saying for the last few times we've been together, is pouring out our hearts to God in praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. But how is that different from other religions? First, I would say that prayer is not powerful in and of itself. Prayer is powerful because of the one to whom we pray. And who is it that we pray to? Isaiah 45.5 says, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. In every one of the religions I mentioned, and even many that I didn't, they are praying to someone other than this God. This is a massive difference in what Christian prayer is compared to other religions. The one to whom we pray is what makes prayer effective. So praying to an idol, which really is a cheap imitation of the one true God, will not work. And if God's Word says there is no other, then we must come to the conclusion that prayer to anyone or anything else has no power. Psalm 115, 1-8 says it clearly, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to Your name give glory, for the sake of Your steadfast love and faithfulness. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that He pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. Eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel. Feet, but do not walk. 
and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. What a contrast it is that exists between these idols and the one true God, the one to whom we pray. Listen to Psalm 66, verses 17 through 20, in comparison to what we just read in Psalm 115. Psalm 66 says this I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because He has not rejected my prayer or removed His steadfast love from me. And Psalm 18.6, it says, In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I cried for help. From His temple He heard my voice, and my cry to Him reached His ears. And Psalm 145.18, The Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. And Psalm 6.9, The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. And we could keep going. The overwhelming testimony of Scripture is that we serve a God who has ears to hear our prayer. But not only that, He's powerful enough to answer our prayers. Secondly, what makes prayer different than other religions? What makes Christian prayer different? We pray in the name of Jesus, who is our great high priest, and indeed intercedes on our behalf. Jesus says this in in John a few different ways. For instance, John 14, verses 13 to 14, he says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Or John 16, 23-24. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Most often, though, understanding this often wrongly leads us to think that this means that all we have to do to pray in Jesus' name is end our prayers with the phrase, in Jesus' name. To be sure, this is not wrong to do, but it's also not some sort of incantation we say to twist God's arm into answering our prayers. Praying in Jesus' name is much more than just the way we end our prayers. John says elsewhere in 1 John 5, 14-15, something that clarifies what it means to pray in Jesus' name. He says, And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of Him. So put simply, praying in Jesus' name means praying according to His will. 
And this is a posture of our hearts that says, not my will, but yours be done. It's recognizing that God alone is God. And that we come to Him in need. And we trust Him to answer how He best sees fit. Rather than a magic catchphrase, to pin at the end of our prayers, praying in Jesus' name means, means to pray by His authority, for His glory, and according to His will. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. Prayer, then, is not powerful in and of itself. But rather, prayer is powerful because of the One to whom we pray. And so may we pray in this way and trust the God who hears and is powerful enough to answer our prayers. Before we move into a time of prayer to do just that, I wanted to just reiterate some of the structure for our prayer time. As a reminder, I will ask someone to share a request. And then we will right away, immediately, ask for someone to pray for that request. That way we don't forget anything and we can pray freshly for each person's request. In order to keep silence to a minimum, if no one volunteers, I will pick someone. And with a smaller group tonight, that may be necessary. It has not happened yet, but I am willing to do it. And I also just want, want to, you to know that, that I have been encouraged by hearing you pray for one another. Each person prays differently and in their own style with their own words and focuses. And it is a joy to hear. Some pray longer than others. But each prayer has been sincere and done out of, from what I can tell, love. And just a reminder to any who would be nervous to pray, you're not praying to us, so you don't have to impress us with your prayer. You're praying to God, so don't even, don't even try to impress us. Just make your request known to Him and allow us the privilege of hearing you do that. It really is a great privilege to hear you pray for and love a brother or sister in this way. And we are encouraged as you do so. I also have a list of things that I think we should be regularly praying for anyway so I can interject them throughout the night if and when there is silence. But there is much that we can and should be praying for as a body. And so we will take time to do that now. Uh, but before we do, let's pray for our time of prayer. Father, we're thankful that we can make our requests known to You. We ask that You would help us to pray in accordance with Your will, and by so doing, rightly pray in Jesus' name. And we ask, God, that You would even give us boldness to ask, that You would give us confidence to know that You hear, and then a trust as we go from this place in how You will answer. We pray and ask, God, that you would be glorified here tonight, and even as we go from this place, that you would increase our love for you and our love for one another. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.